we decided to bring our intimate conversations to you through our podcast, Pillow Talking. Welcome to Pillow Talking Podcast. Welcome, welcome. It's your boy JT. And your girl Nene on the ones at hoofs. And, um, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm glad we're starting off with laughter, so I want to keep it happy. Uh, you know, the whole situation with Kobe, you guys haven't heard, I don't know where, how you didn't hear, but literally, um, you know, Kobe unfortunately passed away in a helicopter accident. Um, yeah. Sunday, uh, we had a few days to kind of reflect about it. Um, I guess the sadness is kind of, I don't want to say it's gone, but now it's more trying to appreciate his life and figure out what we can take from it and use in our life. Mm-hmm. So that's been our thing now. It's just reflecting on life and family and learning from his mentality because I feel like a lot of a lot of people got introduced to his mentality as a father after his death. Right. Because people were so stuck on A lot of people were so stuck on basketball they didn't realize what this man was doing outside of basketball, the mm-hmm. sacrifices he was making, the reason he took helicopters, right. all that was for his family. Like, and for me, um, I guess I kind of look at it, I look at Kobe, like that's the kind of dad I want to be. Like I still want to be successful and busy and yeah, doing stuff, but I never want to be moving so fast where I miss moments. And that's why Kobe flew helicopters because he – I think he said he ended up missing one of his daughters play play yeah. and that really affected him as a as a dad like he got all his money he got all these friends and success and, and think about your child at that time same time you know how they right. feel that my daddy missed my stuff you know but my, that's what i'm saying no matter how much money you have yeah. no, no children, matter children are children children just want you there yeah. like kids want you there like yeah. we talk about all the time like we go places with our kids yeah. And literally, like, I want to be home because we have created this. Like, we can be at our, um, at your, at your, you know, your parents' house, yeah. my mom's house. We can be we can be at freaking Chuck E. Cheese. They eventually <laughs> will be like, I want to go home. Like, I yeah. want to be home because we created this place of safety and security. Yeah. And they like being there. And if one of us is not here. Relaxation. If, if I'm not here, they're, they're asking where I'm at. If she's yeah. not here, it's the same thing. So I understand why Kobe did what he did. I understand why he made those sacrifices because I feel like, and I, I made, made a post about this today, I feel like our generation, um, we experience a lot of trauma, yeah. but we're the ones who are going to stop the cycle. Like We're not going to bring right. all the trauma that we experience and, and just do it to our kids. Right. We're going to stop the cycle. We're going to be better parents. We're not just going to hit people every time we're mad. We're not going to... Um, you know, just be disrespectful, not right. care. Like you can't, it's you cannot parent all kids the same, and that's a, that's the issue that a lot of parents face from mm. previous generations. Everybody got treated the same, no matter you know right. what true. type of person they were, yeah. the individual they were, <laughs> right. and that's what a lot of people can take from Kobe. He had four, da- well, you know, four daughters, and. He all, he parented them all differently. Mm-hmm. Gigi, the one he was closest with, who unfortunately died in a helicopter, that's the one who he really was hard on. His oldest daughter, she was a volleyball player. She wasn't 
that concerned with being a professional sports yeah. player. So he treated her, parented her differently. Didn't love them any different, but you have to evolve as a parent. Yeah. If you, you have to evolve, mold your children differently right. to what, to also their lives too. What they, you know, how their, how their actions are, how they act, their personalities, et cetera. So what much. They want. Like, that's why you like, see kids, like, we're just going to use the standard three. Let's, let's do the two and three parent kid households, two and three okay. households. Normally you have the oldest, middle, and youngest. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason you always see issues with the middle and the and the youngest is because the oldest got it the hardest. Yeah. Because that was the first, so they that was a learning curve. The middle often gets looked over for the youngest. Mm-hmm. So they have to deal with that <laughs> issue. Right. Then the youngest is the one, like, by then you just let them do whatever. Yeah. So if you don't evolve as a parent and make sure you are meeting your kids' needs in totality. Mm-hmm. You will re- you will raise co- three completely different people, yeah. as, like not like as individuals with three. They were parented differently. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like you'll wonder you'll, when they get old why one of them can live by themselves, why one of them is prepared, mm-hmm. one of them is not prepared. And then they love. They be like, I did the same thing with all of them. Well, that's probably the that's problem. That's probably the problem. You probably you had an introvert here, right. and you were raising him like he's an extrovert, and you he's not. Any reading, <laughs> like you never read books about. Hey, how do I deal with somebody who's creative? Yeah. Like how do I deal with a person who? Right. Like I, we already talk about major, major, like our youngest son. We, I can tell right now <laughs> the type of person he is just like his dad. Like he's gonna be just like me. He's gonna be straight faced, um, yeah, quick to not to get mad, not right. fool with you. But then at the same Sometimes time, sarcastic. just happy, yeah, like just happy person, like a loving person. Same thing with Evan. We can see he's a loving person, and he's outgoing, like very, nice, very yeah. outgoing. So we have to see those things and parent. For that, we can't just say, "No, this is what we it treat is. them all the same." Yeah. You, you're not gonna. This is what you gonna do because this is how I was raised, and this is how you. I raised your brother, so you are gonna do the same thing. But what if you don't like? This is not. Just think about let's just sports. You know, them picking right. their own picking a sport that's good for them or whatever. Right. Let's say, for example, let's yeah, because like for me, I literally said I want all my kids to play basketball because <laughs> I love basketball because yeah. of Kobe Bryant like yeah. I literally played basketball like he literally just wanted them to play basketball that's it like no other sport right now <laughs> as they grow older we'll let them decide what they're yeah. interested in because it's so many sports nowadays and they all making incredible amounts of money let's not even go there yeah whether it's baseball basketball soccer it doesn't matter golf either. golf players make it <laughs> right. ridic- you can get scholarships for all of them now there's even i i feel by the time evan and major get older the way video games are catching on and on espn yeah. there'll be scholarships for video games i yeah. i really believe that it sounds crazy but video games are becoming a million billion dollar market just yep. like other sports like we're at a point where we're, they're literally showing Fortnite tournaments on ESPN. Wow. Like, they're considering a sport. Really? Yeah, like, it's a sport now. Yeah. So, I I don't want to limit them to what I think right. they should be doing. Now, the, the fundamentals, the foundation, they go, they go have to learn respect. They go have to yeah, learn definitely. accountability. Like, those are things we're not changing no matter what. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, some standard, like standards, morals, right. morality, yes, you teach because, them all the same. But let, like, me, let me tell you the, the revelation I got today. We, a lot of times we parent kids on what they're doing instead of what they're why? being. Oh. We are not human doings. We are human beings. Mm-hmm. So instead of telling somebody, you need to stop doing that. No, this is who you are. 
So if you're going to be a successful man, mm-hmm. you don't do stuff like this. So when we see them acting out, mm. you're not that type of, you are. Yeah, you build you, themselves. You're not, this is the kid you are. Yeah. You're going to be creative. You're going to be this. So those actions are not the type of right. thing that you do when you are that person. We have to instill who they are. You're a respectful we don't, person we who don't you're not supposed to talk about. parent what they're doing. We parent what they should be because you're a human being. Yeah. Same thing, like everybody wants to do stuff. It's easy to do stuff. Like everybody want to do stuff. Yeah. But when you have to be something, that's a completely different mm-hmm. thing. Like it's one thing to say, I want to do, I want to do um, community service or I want to be mm-hmm. uh, a spiritual advisor. I want to, I want to preach. I want to teach. I want to do this. But when you have to be a preacher, right. it's certain stuff you can't do anymore. Right. Your behavior is going to change. For instance, like I know Evan's like four and but he's been saying telling us all the time that he wants to be a dentist so like whenever he has issues with people um, I always be like okay well yeah like you can't be around kids people you want to be a dentist (laughs) so now dentists can't cut up dentists don't cut up in school right dentists pay attention in school because they are smart people I'm like nobody wants a (laughs) dentist don't get put out of class you this is what you want to be right now so I'm gonna tell you how you, the actions you're doing don't add right. up to what you want to be. Right. And when you approach stuff from that aspect, not only are you becoming a better parent, they're going to respond better because nobody wants to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. But if you hold people to this is what you say you want to be. Yeah. So now when, when I, I want to be a dentist, I'm going to pay attention in class. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure. I, I, and he knows about being smart and getting sucking in all that all the knowledge so right. like he's four so that's kind of his behavior problem sometimes not paying attention because you know it's typical four-year-olds so like he knows that in order to be someone's doctor you're going to be operating on them and stuff like that he knows all that so he also knows that um i tell him all the time that look nobody wants a, a doctor who didn't pay attention in class right, Evan. Nobody wants that. so he knows already like oh i need to pay attention when i go to school like i ask him what do you go to school for to do and he says learn I'm like, okay, do you want to be smart? He says, yes. I'm like, okay, well, then you need to open your ears, you know, and listen. Right. So, I mean, like, it's just like, it's more of like, um, you're teaching them, literally. Yeah, like, that's what I'm and saying. And that's we what are, parenting that's is. That's what parenting is, is teaching. We have to stop. You're your child's first teacher. To, uh, stop doing this, stop doing that, stop yeah. doing Now, of course, especially at this age, it's going to be a lot of reminders. It's going to be a yeah. lot of repetitive repetitiveness. Thing. You got to, yeah. especially when they're being disobedient, like, you have right. to. Not, I don't want to say break because that sounds weird, but you have to establish drill it in respect <laughs> because we don't. They're gonna grow up and never respect anybody, right? And that's the the biggest issue we have today is respect in the world. I think is that everything they they preach like all the schools and organizations say humanism and you know everything is relative, basically mm-hmm. meaning that the human makes all decisions and then. Everything is relative, so there's no real right and wrong. Right. That's one of the biggest issues we and face. That's not like, okay. Like, everybody has their own opinion of what right and wrong is. Right. And that's not okay because what it does is, if there's no established standard, then how can we exist? Like, if, if for example, if, if you think, so you see it on Facebook. You can't tell people how to think. You can't yeah. tell people what they're. But it makes no are. sense because everybody no has rules, first of all. That means we don't need a society that means we need to just be wild wild animals because like, that's what animals do they, nobody tells them what to do that has rules and standards <laughs> so for you to then come and say everything is relative and how you think and yeah what you perceive no structure. to me it just 
doesn't make sense. And you like a people, building without walls. I, I do say this: most people who say that literally be the most unsuccessful people. People yeah, because it makes have no sense. Structure and you no, have no structure, exactly. And like Kobe, like and this whole podcast is kind of about Kobe and what we learn. But like Kobe, he had a discipline mm-hmm. that he he did the same stuff every day, and that's why it, he didn't wake up and beat Kobe Bryant. Like it was his discipline. He outworked everybody. Literally, yeah. I'm watching all these basketball players from 1996 to 2016 say Kobe Bryant was the first in the gym, the last out the gym. Yeah. Every day. Even even after he was a pro. First in the gym, last out the gym. Right. So that is discipline. He didn't just say, well, you know what? I think I think I'm I'm good enough, so whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it, it can't be that. So I'm not going to raise, so back to the kids, I'm not going to raise kids to think that they can just do whatever. Definitely not. Say whatever, be whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, they can be whatever they want to be. Yeah, they can. And I'm going to help them get there. But, you know, I we have to just evolve as parents. And that's something that, you know, I kind of caught from Kobe because, you know, a lot of people would be like, we need a son, you need a son. He was like, no, I have daughters. So that means I now have to be a girl's dad. Like, that, that was the thing trending today. Like, I have to be a girl's dad. Yeah. Meaning I I have all girls, so now I have to parent them and be a dad for girls. Like, right. <laughs> basically he was saying I have to evolve as a parent based on what I'm given. These are gifts. I'm not going to sit here and say I want a son so I can drill them, be hard on them. So can be <laughs> yeah, so they can be like me. That's, yeah. that's literally what people are saying because basically they're saying you have a girl so you can't be hard on her. You No, he's like, no. Like, when you just talk about Gigi, she's just like me. She she's more me than me at times. Yeah. So that that's to me what I Because personality like. is just, you know, you can have your dad's personality and still be a girl. Right. You can have your dad's drive, you know, like right. your parents drive and still be a different, a boy or a girl. You know what I mean? Like that's just characteristics of your parents. Right. And and something um, that's kind of more on the, I don't want to say religious side, but more spiritual side is mm-hmm. that when we talk about parents and stuff, uh, you know, people always talk about um, God knew you before he formed you yeah. and stuff. But a lot of people don't realize what that really means. It's literally saying that when God made you, he picked your parents for a reason. Like it's certain for a genetics, reason. certain genetics and Definitely. stuff you needed from your parents, that DNA, because you're going to need that for your purpose. Exactly. Like it's certain stuff from your, that you could only get. From your dad, from your mom. Yeah. Like, whether you love them, whether they were bad. Come on, it's sir. There's certain stuff <laughs> that you needed from them for, the, for the purpose that you have in life. Like, it's some stuff you can't you can't be taught. It has to be in your DNA. Exactly. Which is why it's your parents' job to nourish that and to right. see your inside. Like, see so, you. So, when we... So, when we... We see his daughter playing. We would say she has the mama mentality. We were literally saying she has her dad's genetic makeup. Yeah, she has a piece of her dad that she had to have yeah. for whatever purpose she had. So yeah. when we look, so as parents, you even as kids of parents, mm-hmm. you should be like, man, what? Why am I like this? Like, why do I have this characteristic from Definitely. my dad? Why did I need to be this complexion? Why did I need to look like this? Yeah. Why did I need to be 6'1"? Why did I need <laughs> to be broad shoulders like my dad? Like, why did I need these things? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the same thing, so when you when you look at your kids, you you see, like, man, they they have the same 
mind they're creative like I was. They write like I used to write. Yeah. Why do they have that? Like why mm-hmm. why do they have that? And then we, once you figure it out that out, then you can see what their purpose is in life. Yep. And then their passions, because their purpose passions go hand in hand. Yep, it's very true. So that's why when we looked at Gigi and her dad, he didn't have to wake her up to play basketball. Right. He didn't have to tell her to go to practice. That was just her was desire. She just She's going to practice to. before. I mean, the videos out of her going to practice literally in heels. Yeah. Still shooting. And her dad's like, no, you'll get sweaty. What are you doing? Like, come on. Like, because it's in her. It's in her genetic. You can't be taught that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. some stuff you, you're born you're with. You're just born with, literally. And, and it's like a gift. Some so people are I, just naturally. Right. And that's why when I looked you know. at Kobe, I knew he was born for, for what he did. Yeah. He was born to be the great father. He was born to be the competitor he was. He was born to be the the businessman he was. Everything yes. he he did, he was born to do. And we all are here for we a purpose. And when your purpose is done, purpose. I mean, you know, we, we all have a purpose. Yeah. We all have to. Once you hit your while purpose, while we are alive, we we don't need to be worried about nothing else. But what is my purpose? Why am I here exactly? Because when you chase your purpose, everything else will come. Mm-hmm. You you want money? Chase find your purpose. Yeah. I promise you, you won't. Whatever you want, it's gonna be in your purpose. It's very true. And let me tell. And this is just goes beyond religious or I mean, well, spiritual. Your perp, like everybody has a purpose. Right. Like well, everybody. Everybody has a purpose. Literally. And no one is literally put on this earth to do just, just, just to be here. Right. And I was but. listening to another podcast. <laughs> it was like a lot of people say, you know, your purpose. Uh, we was talking about it. it was a financial podcast. He was saying people go to school because they're chasing money. And they realize that I don't. If this is not your purpose, you're not gonna be as successful <laughs> yeah. as you were if you were if just you go use for your, your purpose. If you did your purpose, for yeah. example, I know I have a perfect example. I know somebody who loved to cook. That was their purpose. They mm-hmm. could cook you. The food they would give you just would make you change your whole attitude. <laughs> but they were so stuck on I gotta be a nurse. They're chasing these dollars in nursing, and yeah. it's not until they got to the hospital. It's like, I don't like this. Literally still still cooking, doing their thing. And finally, one day they made a meal prep for somebody. Mm-hmm. This one meal prep. Then next you know somebody else, man, that food good. Yeah. Next you know somebody else said. And now they have an entire company that Sensible Meals. <laughs> like, that's how Sensible Meals got started. Wow. Like, you got somebody who was chasing one thing. Really? Yeah, literally. That's how I got started. I read the. I read a bio. Oh, that's how she. I saw she went to UL, but yeah, like when wow, and that's how a lot of these crazy. people get started. Like they chasing other stuff, then they realize, wait, I, I have a thing for food. Like I like to put food together. But that's true though. That's or, because you don't find it when you're younger. You know, you know. Right, but I'm just saying, stuff like that, that. Like, like you see, we we have friends who, who who went to UL, who went to college, right, man, and literally they went to school for, for whatever, and they, they have they just started whole. Whether it's KOK restaurants, yep. whether it's um, politi- sneaker politics, like when you chase your purpose and your passion, mm-hmm. that's where your success is. That's where your purpose in life is. Don't, don't, and that's something Kobe always said never chase the money. Like that, that can't be what drives you. There'll never be enough money. Right. They'll, never. never. You will never be satisfied if championships are what you're going for. Your purpose right. has to be. So his purpose was I just want to be better than you. So yeah. my purpose is literally, I'm going to, when we compete, I want to come out the victor. Mm-hmm. That's my purpose. Like, I have a mentality that I'm going to work hard as I can, do the best I can to, to win. win. 
And so when that's your purpose, that's why you keep having success. Because yeah. think about if his purpose, if Kobe, I just want to get to the NBA, how far would he have gotten? That's why a lot of people get to the NBA and fall out because their whole life dream was, I just need to get I to I just want to be there. Well, what about when after the NBA? Like, right. while you're in the NBA, what, right. what do so, you do? Or what if his purpose was, I just need to win a championship? Right. Because then he never would have won another one. Right. What if his purpose was, I just want to win with, with, um, with Shaq? Once Shaq left, what would happen? All right, he would have fell apart. Right. Yeah. So when your purpose is bigger than what you're doing, it's bigger than basketball. That's why he was winning outside of basketball because it still was his mindset. Yeah. I want to win. So whether it's, I want to be the best at everything right, I whether do. Whether it's community service, whether it's yeah. being a father, whether being it's being a husband, learning to yeah. be a husband, which I didn't really get to see. Yeah. I had to. Not he, of course he had his little moment there, but he had to learn. To be a husband to Vanessa. Right. He had to learn these things. So now I, I'm so glad that our generation is getting to see that part of Kobe. Right. Like seeing somebody a be successful person. a successful person be a father. And inside because the home. That, I don't care what you say. The media never shows Never. Because nobody ever knew none of that stuff. The media doesn't people, show. A lot of people didn't know that. Show fatherhood. The media. It's plenty of athletes now yep. who are perfect fathers. fathers. And they don't Even, show um, that. So we don't we don't think we comedians, still, like right. We still sit here and think that there are no good black fathers. Right. Because they rather show, you know, they'll show the uh deadbeats, they'll show the mm-hmm. the the love and hip hops, the I'm not claiming them, the fights. They never show this until afterwards. And so it, it keeps our mindset stuck in this cycle that, oh, isn't no good black fathers. But in reality, I feel like and I, I saw some articles. This generation is, there are tons of more black fathers tons, in the Tons, bro. It's not the same. Like, that's why people use the jokes like, oh, at least my father's here. Like, that used to be funny, but nowadays that's not even yeah. relevant anymore because most kids have a father in the yeah, house. Yeah, right. Not all, but more than they used to be. Or they have a daddy, like. like right, not even a, a stepfather. They go with their dads right. or, you know, yeah. yeah. Like, or the father and mother father not together. We've got to a place now where we can co-parent. Yeah. So, right. I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't like the narrative. And also, I mean, even in uh, stepfathers, like, stepfathers are coming into people's lives earlier now. You know, like, younger, right. while the kids are younger. So, when they grow up, they only know their right. stepdad. So, they like, I do have a dad. You know, like, what are you talking about? Like, that's, so. That's the, that is. Like, men are just stepping up, period. Right. Like, but I, and I really think, babe, and the, the sad part is. I think men have been stepping up, but it's like it's just starting to get publicized. And, yeah, and because up. I think about when I was, I was little, I think about Romeo and his daddy. Like they always was together, right? And we never even like noticed. Like, but they ne- but you notice they never showed they they only showed them like the entertainment. They never showed yeah, the fatherhood they, side, right? And he lived with his daddy. Right. Like, yeah, and you, you didn't see the mentoring side. You didn't see. You didn't see that on TV. Right. We the first black family I remember seeing on TV. And I don't Ron's know them. was Ron's house. Yeah. And like and I remember I, too. to this day, the reason I like that show is because it was an entire family of just yep. black people. It wasn't no oh mama not here. It was literally it was just all a family. <laughs> and I got to see a, a family that looked like me on TV, and that's right. so sad to say, like because obviously. If you wanted to go to other... And honestly, a successful family. Right. Because they were successful. I mean, and the kids and were doing their own uh, thing. And the crazy part is, even though I was a kid, it was I was never 
like jealous and wanted to right. be them. I was just happy to see it. Yeah. Like I was happy to see like it gave you hope. Like see Ron's house, yeah. see them starting pastry, see them rapping. Yeah. It just it was like, bro. And then of course, of course, right after that, literally a few years later, we get the Obamas. Then we started seeing this narrative shift that, oh, wait, there are black fathers. Like, yeah. you can be a good father. Like, like Obama really opened the way for the media, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I think he was the Because goal. he couldn't hide that. You know, like, like they couldn't hide it because he was the president. So, you know, it, it, it opened a way for our black Once again, as somebody who had just girls. Yep. He was a perfect dad. So that's what I'm saying. That just shows more. That shows that we have to be the parents that our kids needed Need, to be. Yeah. We can't be. And that's something I realized yesterday. Like, I had a self moment. I can't be the dad that I wanted. Mm-hmm. No, that's not what I, I can't be the dad. I have to be the dad that my kids need. Yeah. I can't do the stuff that I wanted my dad to do for me. Because <laughs> I'm a, I would mess around and mess up. They, they might not want that from me. Right, like the stuff that I wanted my dad to do when I was growing up, I can't say I'm gonna do everything he didn't do. Like even let's think about like um, remember like the, like for instance like you always say your daddy brought you lunch on right. Saturdays, and then like Evan like if he wants to go to one his his nanny or his mama house and you know like he'll be like I don't want to go to like I don't right. want to go yeah. to, uh, I don't want to go to lunch but then we'd be like oh but you know it's tradition we want you to come but he'd just be like I don't want to do it <laughs> right and that's what I'm saying I can't I can't be what I want wanted my dad to do I have to do what they need yeah. and that's the that's the responsibility that, of a parent. And that what flows with them as individuals. Because they're individuals, too. I think people don't... Sometimes parents, like, well... Culture. I feel like culture has... We live in a... And that's the one thing about... We forget that our kids are individuals. That's one thing about our culture. And right now, we're talking to black people. Yeah. I can't talk about white culture because I'm not white. Yeah. We haven't but experienced we that. we have this issue, um, whether it's right or wrong... First off, we say at 18, get out the house, pay your own bills, right. do all this stuff. Whether it's right or wrong, I personally think it's toxic. But we just have this culture of we only parent up to 18 for one. So that's the first thing about us. Right. Two is my way or the highway. <laughs> Their whole life. Whole life. Three is we can't. Now, this is something I kind of agree with. I'm not your friend. I'm your parent. I agree with that as they get older. Because that's a... When they're yeah. younger, I, you really can't. I'm really not your friend. No, no. I'm saying when they're younger, I, you really can show them how to be a friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're once sweet. They get, once <laughs> when they, they get, get teenagers, stuff, You can't be their friend. Um, that's yeah, when I'm I have mom. to be your parent. You You're going to hate me. I understand that. Because we don't think you alike. Are, we always going to love each other, <laughs> yeah. but you're going to hate me. You're not going to want to be around me because I'm going to have to set standards and rules right. and go against your nature. As a immature person, right? I'm definitely a guardian, at right? 16, so you understand when you get older, you be like, man, you know, that's why. I'm, when you have kids, you be like, see, that's why they did. Yeah, that. and like honestly, whenever your parent is not your friend, while you're now, they can be your confidant if you need a, you know, if you well, had the relationship. I hate that word. Why? It sounds stupid. <laughs> anyway, confidant. it does sound dumb, huh? Confidant. confidant. <laughs> it sounds like it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, you can be that ear for your children, and that's something to teach them when they're young, you know, to come to you with stuff, you know, before right. they go to anybody else. But you could be that because that's a part of being a guardian, you know, a guide. Right. You know, you I'm guiding you through life at 16, you can 17, be 18. The ear for your kids, yeah. but you can't be But you cannot friend. be a friend because... Because what, what we say friend, we're saying most, sometimes friends don't make the best... 
They make the decision you want to hear. Yeah, they don't make the best decision yeah, for you. We are your parents. Right. We have to make decisions that for your future. For your future yes. and for right now. Yes. Because you're, we're responsible for you. Yeah. Like and it, for honestly, the things that you, the road not the road we're, not the road you take, but I do feel like parents have some kind of responsibility in what their children become. No, that's literally what parent. Like if you look at the. The, and it's hard for black parents to 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 receive that. The definition of like parenting and stuff. You look at some of the root words and stuff. It literally means to go ahead of. Yeah. Like so, mm. our job as parents is literally to see, like, to one. From when they're little, we're supposed to literally set them up for what we think they should go. Yeah. And then as they grow and pick, we're supposed to help guide them, them yeah. still. Right. In their own saying? lane, but yeah. guide them. Yeah, I, it's really hard for a lot of black uh, parents or older parents, for instance, parents our age, to accept that also that they have. Because, like, you know, if some of us do things wrong or if, you know, we're well, not living the best life that we I, can. I it, just think that we are finally getting to, because you, you have to realize, babe, the amount of trauma that our parents receive, yeah. it goes, like, if you keep going back each generation, was, it was, like, double the trauma, triple true. the trauma. So if you look at, like, my parents who are older, their parents, some, their parents literally were one generation from sharecropping yeah. and the end of slavery. Right. So imagine parents of that nature, mm-hmm. then a generation, then my parents. So you see, I can understand why they carry some of these, this crazy like stuff because they're not f- too far removed from slavery yeah like it's, that's what i'm saying it's just getting for us and our generation like my mom and school next, just had separated right it, i mean just had uh merged yeah it, like, desegregation yeah. like so for us now we're finally getting that trauma we're finally getting to the point where we can break that cycle mm-hmm. because i can understand why the old grandmother was a, a sharecropper or a slave why you act a certain way or why you have these values that's right. why I me mean, you always talk about my dad the reason he thinks like he does is because he's not that far removed from working sharecropping whole, yeah, like so they didn't work. have an option back then you had to work when you were 12 14 that yeah. was just the life that was the culture you didn't have options to be creative like that's why even to this day well, now my dad kind of sees the money and stuff that I can make for music, so he kind of laid back. But when I was growing up, he never was like, yeah, do music, because that wasn't a thing for black people to do, be creative. <laughs> no, you work. Yeah. So I understand. Like, I, I'm, I'm not mad at him for that, because that's not where he comes from. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when... So that's why I'm saying, when you look at Kobe and all that stuff, that's what I'm glad they're... People are sharing these videos talking about yeah. him as a father and as a, a person who cared for his his family because that that is what we need right now. Like we need to see that like parenting, you know, growth and stuff like that. The basketball is cool for sports fans and and people, even people who hate Kobe. All sports hate is is really respect. When you say I hate an athlete, you just respect them. Yeah, that's all it is. Like. Because you can't really yeah. just hate someone. People hated Kobe because he beat their favorite team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he was better than their favorite. Or because he kept winning. Like right. God, man, like. So, <laughs> that's what we learned from Kobe. Like I'm gonna be real. Like some of the interviews, I really couldn't watch. I like the Shaq one that came out today. I literally had to turn off. 
Like, stuff like that. Because Shaq said something. He was like, man, our names will always be connected for the rest of my life. Yeah. People always will say Shaq and Kobe. It, it, you literally can't say one without the other. Yeah. And he was like, that's like a piece of me that's gone. Like, yeah. that, I couldn't watch that. I turned that off. I, I I refuse. Like, I'm telling you, when the Hall of Fame come around this year, mm-hmm. and his wife get on that podium and get that, you might as well pick me up off the floor. <laughs> like, I had to turn off the one with, with uh, T-Mac. Like, the people who really were close to him. Yeah. Even the one you was watching this morning. Oh, my about God. The, about the girls. That was so sad. About the lady. What's the crazy part? He saw the woman pregnant. In the hallway and just went talk to right. him. Right, like, wh- yeah, I know, and he's a basketball player, like. Bro, and, like, I was watching, um, listening to Kevin Sajan's podcast, and they were talking about the time Kobe visited the all-dev digital office. Literally, he had a meeting on, I guess, a different floor. He literally knew that they wanted to see him and went, signed all the autographs, took pictures, laughed, talked with him. Like, he was literally a good person. Yeah, yeah. Everybody is saying, like, it's literally been no stories about him being a jerk. Right. And like, and to end this podcast, people always want to debate. You know, was he really Christian? You know, every time somebody dies, you know, that's what people ask. Yeah. Was he Christian? Was you know what was his faith like? Because we want to know what's next for him. That's pretty right. much what they're saying. And my thing is, I don't think you can be that good of a person and, and not have some kind of relationship with some kind of relationship the man above with, with, with God. I just exactly don't. like it doesn't you you have because we have can't do strength. that on our own. You have to have strength yeah. to do stuff. You have to to be able to be a father, to be able to be a community of service person like he is, a right. world ambassador, and to be able to still be happy, uh, to have the visions that yes. he has to do stuff and for the community. You have to be have to have a relationship with God. Yeah, be, because that is the best thing I can get from Kobe yeah. is being a father. You know, keeping keeping the faith and keep growing, keeping that mentality never to stop, because you never know when it could end. So I'm not gonna sit here and waste my life. Even if I live till I'm 100 years old, I want every day when I'm 100, I want to look back and be like, I lived my life. All right, I literally conquered life. Like I right. did, I did what I was here to do, and that's when you stay, you content for real. I, you might not reach all the stuff, but you might plant seeds, and that could be literally what you were here to do. You know, right. start businesses. You might not have, you know, watched them grow, but yeah, he planted seeds. You know, his stuff is growing. But I mean, like, yeah. So I mean, it was a gut punch for the entire world. Yeah, it was like, literally a shot heard around the world. We all had to <laughs> stop and face our own mortality because if Kobe can go, anybody can go. Yeah. And you know. And then the children, like the the, the, the children other, that died, also yeah, like anybody could go. On, yeah, anybody, the other yeah. people on flight, literally was just that was their equivalent of taking a carpool to the game. Right. Like they they th- when you're rich, you do like people don't understand. Like they took helicopters every day. Like some people think, man, why this is no literally when you get up and go to work in your car. That's the same thing that Kobe used to do in helicopters since he's been in L.A. This is not like just some random. Right. Know, he took helicopters every day. And that's why you see these stories about people, oh, they predicted he would die in a helicopter. People um, always just say yeah, that. Yeah, he like, always drove. That's just like, like driving in a car. People always just say one day Kobe go crash through the stable center on his way to a game. Like people would say <laughs> stuff like that. Because it, it was funny back then because he was always in a helicopter. Yeah. But, you know, uh, rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace to the other people. Yeah, um, definitely. Other victims, and you know, let's just use this to motivate us to keep going and living life. Yeah, to the fullest and being better people and better parents. If you got kids, if not, be a better person. Yep, it's true.
Yeah, it's been an episode of Pillar Talking.